0: Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, out of the press and into your ear, every week found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from Volume 25, Issue 23, dated June 6th. Exclusive this week in the Cascades Reader, our daily newsletter Roller Sports Coming to the Pavilion. Closure of Cascade Indoor Sports Rink opens the door for BPRD to offer more skating by Chris Miller. Coming this summer, Bend Park and Recreation District will offer more to inline and roller skaters after Cascade Indoor Sports closed its rink to make way for indoor go-kart racing. Beginning July 9th, the pavilion will offer a regular schedule of open skate sessions for roller and inline skaters according to BPRD. Although the open skates aren't scheduled until July, The pavilion is opening its doors to the Ben Bullets, a youth inline hockey club, this week, so the kids can keep playing and developing their skills. The Bullets got their start in 1994, when CIS owner Butch Roberts founded the program. Back then, players skated indoors where the current Juniper Park splash pad is, before moving to the Rock Rink and Roll, which is now the Midtown Ballroom, then to CIS in 2005. Roberts said the decision to transition the rink to K1 speed go-kart racing was a difficult one. Roberts built the outdoor rink at Juniper Park 26 years ago and said he's been passionate about skating and hockey for his entire life, but the decline in skating, hockey, and roller derby programs over the past few years made the need for a change. This has been a really emotional transition for me and my family, Roberts said, Skating and hockey were the reason I invested in Cascade Indoor Sports more than 10 years ago. Bullets manager Steve LaCrosse at the final night at the CIS rink left some of the kids and parents feeling nostalgic, but that he's excited for the new partnership with BPRD. From our news desk, getting some Ben Love. The U.S. cross-country ski team trains for its upcoming season. By Chris Miller. On a blustery Friday at Mount Bachelor's Nordic Center, The source caught up with the U.S. cross-country ski team's head coach, plus some other members, to chat about their time training in Bend. We love it, Chris Grover, head coach for the cross-country team said while sitting inside the Nordic Center. I mean, it's a no-brainer for us, because there's great skiing, and Sue, Foster, and her staff at Mount Bachelor take absolute care of us. They provide us with excellent trail conditions, and we can ski every morning. And then we can mountain bike on your guys' incredible infrastructure of trail networks and we have great lifting. We get to lift at the Athletic Club of Bend, and then they take care of us at Rebound Physical Therapy. Haley Swerble, a 20-year-old skier from Anchorage, Alaska, said this is her second year coming to Bend to train. Swerble, who races in the skate and classic skiing categories, said she likes coming to Bend because of the welcoming community and the environment. They, Mount Bachelor, do such a great job with grooming and opening the facilities for us. And the Athletic Club of Bend and the people here are just excited about skiing, Swerble said, munching on an energy bar while she escaped the driving rain. Grover said 18 of the team's 20 athletes came to Bend this year to kick off their training season, in preparation for the World Cup and other racing this winter. Along with them is the full staff from the U.S. ski and snowboard teams, helping with nutrition, general strength training, and physical therapy. And from screen, our film section a Ska-calypse now. Local filmmaker creates a documentary about the Ska music genre by Jared Razick. As I sat down to watch local filmmaker Taylor Morden's Ska documentary Pick It Up, I realized I knew nothing about the genre other than the fact that I liked it a lot in middle and high school for about five minutes. I would have liked it longer, but I was young and fickle, but mostly because I discovered hip-hop music. Morden, however, had his roots in Ska music almost from the beginning. I've played trumpet for most of my life, since second grade, and when I was introduced to ska music in the 90s, it was a life-changing moment. I discovered a type of music that made my dorky school band instrument cool, Morden said. Since then, I have played in ska bands off and on for the past 20 years or so, and it's taken me around the world, and I've met so many amazing people through ska music, I couldn't imagine my life without it. Morden, who's also directing the upcoming local doc, The Last Blockbuster, Clarifies the briefness of the genre's popularity. Ska is one of the most understood genres. It's often ridiculed and rarely appreciated for what it really is. The main thing that people don't understand is the political importance of ska. I think that due to the success of some of the more silly ska bands like Real Big Fish, people think of ska as a joke or don't take it seriously. But originally, it had a strong political message of unity and inclusiveness, which is a really important message for the world these days check out the premiere coming soon. Pick it up, Ska Music in the 90s, Pacific Northwest premiere, Thursday, June 15th, 8 p.m. at McMiniman's Old St. Francis School, 700 Northwest Bond, Bend, $8. And there'll be a Q&A with director Taylor Morden after the film. For more on these and other stories, pick up the latest copy of The Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon, or log on to bensource.com. I'm Sam Scholl.